Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast, brought to you in part by the kind financial support of listeners like you. Become our monthly patron today for less than the cost of a cappuccino. Visit livinghour.org slash patron. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from The Power of Purpose by William George Jordan, published in 1909. There are only two classes of people who never make mistakes. They are the dead and the unborn. Mistakes are the inevitable accompaniment of the greatest gift given to humanity, individual freedom of action. If we were only a pawn in the fingers of omnipotence, with no self-moving power, we would never make a mistake. But our very immunity would degrade us to the ranks of the lower animals and plants. An oyster never makes a mistake. It has not the mind that would permit it to forsake an instinct. Let us be glad of the dignity of our privilege to make mistakes. Glad of the wisdom that enables us to recognize them glad of the power that permits us to turn their light as a glowing illumination along the pathway of our future. Mistakes are the growing pains of wisdom, the assessments we pay on our stock of experience, the raw material of error to be transformed into higher living. Without them there would be no individual growth, no progress, no conquest. Mistakes are the knots, the tangles, the broken threads, the dropped stitches in the web of our living. They are the misdeeds in judgment, our unwise investments in morals, the profit and loss account of wisdom. They are the misleading bypaths from the straight road of truth, and truth in our highest living is but the accuracy of the soul. Human fallibility, weakness, pettiness, folly, and sin are all mistakes. They are to be accepted as mortgages of error, to be redeemed by wiser living. They should never weakly be taken as justifying bankruptcy of effort. Even a great mistake is only an episode, never a whole life. Mistakes are always part of learning. The real dignity of life consists in cultivating a fine attitude towards our own mistakes and those of others. It is the fine tolerance of a fine soul. We become great, not through never making mistakes, but by profiting by those we do make, by being satisfied with a single rendition of a mistake by getting from it the honey of a new, regenerating inspiration, with no irritating sting of morbid regret, by building better today because of our poor yesterday, and by rising with renewed strength, finer purpose, and freshened courage every time we fall. In great chain factories, power machines are specially built to test chains to make them fail, to show their weakness, 
to reveal the mistakes of workmanship. Let us thank God when a mistake shows us the weak link in the chain of our living. It is a new revelation of how to live. It means the rich red blood of a new inspiration. If we have made an error, done a wrong, been unjust to another or to ourselves, or passed by some opportunity for good, we should have the courage to face our mistake squarely, to call it boldly by its right name, to acknowledge it frankly, and to put in no flimsy alibis of excuse to protect an anemic self-esteem. Some people like to wander in the cemetery of their past errors, to reread the old epitaphs, and to spend hours in mourning over the grave of a wrong. This new mistake does not antidote the old one. The remorse that paralyzes hope, corrodes purpose, and deadens energy is not moral health. It is an indigestion of the soul that cannot assimilate an act. It is selfish, cowardly surrender to the dominance of the past. It is lost motion in morals. It does no good to the individual to the injured, to others, or to the world. If the past be unworthy, live it down. If it be worthy, live up to it and surpass it. Omnipotence cannot change the past, so why should we try? Our duty is to compel that past to vitalize our future with new courage and purpose, making it a larger, greater future than would have been possible without the past that has so grieved us. If we can get real, fine appetizing dividends from our mistakes, they prove themselves not losses, but wise investments. They seem like old mining shares, laid aside in the lavender of memory of our optimism. And now, by some sudden change in the market of speculation, proved to be of real value. Realizing mistakes is good. Realizing on them is better. When a captain finds his vessel is out of the right channel, carried by negligence, by adverse winds or by blundering through a fog, from the true course, he wastes no time in bemoaning his mistakes but at the first sunburst takes new bearings, changes his course, steers bravely towards his harbor, with renewed courage to make up the time he has lost. The mistake means increased care and greater speed. Musing over the dreams of youth, the golden hopes that have not blossomed into deeds, is a dangerous mental dissipation. Very small doses it may stimulize, in large one it weakens effort. It overemphasizes the past at the expense of the present. It adds weight, not wings to purpose. It might have been, is the lullaby of regret with which people often put to sleep the mighty courage and confidence that should inspire them. We do not need narcotics in life so much as we need tonics. We may try sometimes, sadly and speculatively, 
to reconstruct our life from some date in the past when we might have taken a different course. We build on a dead if. This is the most unwise brand of air castle. We go back in memory to some fork of the road in life and think what would have happened and how wondrously better it would have been had we taken the other turning of the road. If we had learned some other business, if we had taken that job on the west coast, if we had married the other one, if we had bought Apple stock when it was five, if we had taken a different course in education, if we had only spent certain money in some other way. And so we run uselessly our empty train of thought over these slippery ifs. Even if these courses might have been wiser, and we do not really know, it is now as impossible to change back to them as for the human race to go back to the original bit of protoplasm from which science declares we are evolved. The past does not belong to us to change or to modify. It is only the golden present that is ours to make as we would wish. The present is raw material. The past is finished product. Finished forever for good or for ill. No regret will ever enable us to relive it. The other road always looks attractive. Distant sails are always white. Far off hills always green. It may perhaps have been the poorer road after all. Could our imagination, through some magic, see with perfect vision the finality of its possibility? The other road might have meant wealth, but less happiness. Fame might have charmed our ears with the sweet music of praise, but the little hand of love that rests so trustingly in ours might have been denied us. Death itself might have come earlier to us, or his touch stilled the beatings of a heart we hold dearer than our own. What the other road might have meant no eternity of conjecture could ever reveal. No omnipotence could enable us now to walk therein, even if we wished. We cannot relive our old mistakes, but we can make them the means of future immunity from the folly that caused them. If we were impatient yesterday, it should inspire us to be patient today. Yesterday's anger may be the seed of today's sweetness. Today's kindness should be the form assumed by our regret at yesterday's cruelty. Our unfairness to one may open our eyes to the possibility of greater fairness to hundreds. Failure does not necessarily imply a mistake. If we have held our standards high, bravely fought the good fight for the right, held our part courageously against heavy opposition, and have finally seen the citadel of our great hope taken by superior force, by overwhelming conditions, or sapped and undermined by jealousy, envy, or treachery, we have met with failure, it is true, but we have not made a mistake. The world may condemn us for this non-success, but what does the silly, babbling, unthinking world that has not seen our heroic efforts know about it. 
What does it matter what the world thinks or says if we know we have done our best? Sometimes we fail nobly because we have the courage to forgo triumph at the cost of character, honor, truth, and justice. Let us never accept mistakes as final. Let us organize victory out of the broken ranks of failure, and despite all odds, fight on calmly, courageously, unflinchingly, serenely confident that, in the end, right living and right doing must triumph. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get the best of our podcast in heirloom hardcover or digital ebook by visiting inspirationallifelessons.com. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.